This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 808. Just say no to inferencing and other tips for yes, no, not given question types. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash score. We make inferences all day, every day, so it's difficult to turn it off when it comes to the IELTS exam. Today, we explain why you shouldn't read into the text and other vital tips for yes, no, not given and true, false, not given question types. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going? Hey, Jessica, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I am uh, looking forward to going out to eat with some friends tonight. I think we're going to a Mediterranean food restaurant, actually. Ooh, I love Mediterranean. It's so flavorful and delicious every time. Oh my gosh, all the garlic. It's like yes. so much garlic and it's just so fresh. And like, yes. like there's yogurt and olives. <laughs> like all this really healthy, rich flavor. Yes. yes. I actually went last night. I took our whole family, went to a new restaurant and it was a teppanyaki restaurant. It was the Ooh, first time it. we've ever been. My kids loved it. Like the show, <laughs> the chef right there with the flames, right? And he's yes. spinning an egg and just all the fun stuff he did. The kids were so entertained the whole time. And then it was delicious. Delicious. Yeah. They ate everything. Have you ever been to a teppanyaki restaurant? Oh, yeah. There's um, at an apartment we had in Taipei, in Taiwan, actually, there was like the neighborhood teppanyaki joint, awesome. we could say. Nice. And there was this one chef that was always there. I think he like lived there. He was super tall. <laughs> and like he was just there every single time we went. And he was like our guy. And so we would always sit in front of him because there was two choices, right? There were two chefs happening. And so we always sat in front of our tall favorite dude. And um, he knew exactly what we wanted. We would always have like, first mushrooms and then cabbage and then some beef and some chicken and yeah oh my gosh I love teppanyaki it's, it's so like good. dinner and a show yes exactly right he's making the rice in front of you and it's like flying everywhere yeah <laughs> so fun I it was a great place to take kids I would have I had totally. no idea <laughs> oh my and gosh it's a fun to place to go on your birthdays they're like singing happy birthday to everyone and making a really big deal about it ah! I don't know if it's like that everywhere but this this place was it was called Osaka and it was amazing you know, this is one of those things where um, because it is fun and fun and foreign, it's going to be more expensive here than oh, yeah, for like sure. in the country. Because I remember going to Teppanyaki. Like I said, it was like a little neighborhood restaurant in Taipei. And like it was so cheap. It was so cheap and so much food. But if you go to Teppanyaki in the States, you're <laughs> you're going to be paying. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pricey. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of why we hadn't taken our kids before because yeah. we kind of looked at the menu and it's pricey. But then our friends 
friends recommended it and it was worth it. It was so worth it That's for the so entertainment. Cool. And of course, it's still special occasion. It is. I yeah. would be so curious to see how it compares in Taiwan. It'd be interesting to see it there being like yeah. more low key and like a cheap little place. <laughs> Very well, different. you know, now you just have to take um, yes. your husband and four kids to Taipei. All of us. We'll just travel <laughs> together. That's no big deal. <laughs> it's so cheap. It's so cheap to travel with a family of five. Like, that's yeah, no problem, cheap right? And easy. Kids on a plane for a really long plane ride oh, is the yeah. best. That's my it's favorite thing to do. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> some really, really great strategies for you guys about true, false, not given, and yes, no, not given. So, I mean, we get it. Like, this is so weird and difficult, and it is one of the most difficult reading questions. This is like what frustrates students the most. Yes, no, not given, and matching headings to paragraphs. Like, yeah, this is probably what I see ugh. the most often in the Facebook group is yeah. they'll post a question. They're like, I don't understand why it's not given instead of yes or false or yeah. Totally. Difficult. So we're going to tell you like the number one mistake, the, like the main reason why people are getting the wrong answers is because of inferencing. Now, this might not be a word people know, inferencing, right? Like what, right. what does inferencing mean? So when you make an inference, you're inferring something about the text. So here's a really good example. If the text states, her rain boots were by the door, you might make an inference that it's raining outside. That makes sense, right? But the text yeah. doesn't actually say that. So if there was a question that asks, is it pouring rain outside? Unless it explicitly states that it is, we don't know. Just because her rain boots are by the door doesn't mean it's raining. She might just be lazy and she never puts away her rain boots, right? Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I know we do that all the time. I always have like boots and shoes by the door. It doesn't mean anything. It's That's because you live in Portland lazy. and it's probably going to rain later. <laughs> I know. Now, if the passage said it was Portland, you could assume. No, I'm just kidding. So the, the thing is, guys, like an inference is an assumption. It means you are looking at the information in front of you and you are thinking about it to one or two steps away. You know yes. what I mean? Like you're looking at this information and then you're thinking, oh, well, that must mean this. It doesn't explicitly or directly state that, right? So if the text doesn't explicitly directly say it is raining, then you cannot say that it is, right? We don't know. So that would be a not given, right? If the question is like, it's pouring rain and the passage says, there were rain boots present. And you're like, ah, well, pfft, that raining. doesn't tell me what's <laughs> happening outside. I know what's happening inside with the boots, right. but I don't know what's happening outside. <laughs> exactly, right? So the answer would be not given if the information isn't explicitly there. We actually have, there's an IELTS TV episode that Jessica did very recently called Never Do These Two Things on the IELTS Reading Exam, something like that, right? You can yeah. search it. We'll put it on the blog. Come back to the blog. We'll have a link for it. And it's about this. It's, you know, don't read between the lines. Don't read into things. Don't make inferences. Exactly. Look for those keywords. Look for what is explicitly said in the text. Exactly, guys. I mean, here's the thing. Like, IELTS is all the reading test, okay? It's not, you don't have to think a lot. If you think a lot, then you're going to get the wrong answers, okay? So if you're thinking a lot, that means you're making assumptions and inferences and you're like reading between the lines, as we say, which is another way to say make an inference. If you're doing that, you're going to get the wrong answers because the most important reading strategy, guys, it's all about matching 
words. That's it. You're matching keywords from the question with words in the passage. And if not all the words are matching, the answer is not there. Um, or it's a not given in this case, if we're talking about true, false, not given. Right. Exactly. There's a few places where this is a problem on the test, right, Jessica? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And another time that making inferences is a killer and a waste of time and gives you the wrong answers is for other matching questions, like matching headings to paragraphs, finding information in paragraphs. And those are also the other two question types that are super, super hard. But guys, they should not be. They should not be hard because all you're doing is matching words. That's it. So guys... For so many reasons, you need reading strategies, all right? Because again, it's not a reading comprehension test. Like, you just need these strategies to find the answers in a very quick way. Don't read everything. Half of the time, you won't even understand what the passage is about. You don't have to. All you have to do is answer the questions, right? So, like, you've heard students on the show before who get nines on reading, and they still are like, at and I finished it in 30 minutes. Like they still had a full 10 minutes to go back and check their answers. So guys, like you need reading strategies. Exactly. And if you're wondering where to get those strategies, come and see us, right? All ears, English, forward slash K-E-Y-S, keys. And you can check it out. Check out the modules. Find some of these strategies that would help so much on the exam. Yes. And then coming up right after the break, we are going to show you another thing that is going to really, really help with yes, no, not given, true, false, not given. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, students, welcome back. So let's look at another example here of where making an inference would give you the wrong answer in true, false, not given. And then we have a couple other quick tips for you for this question type. All right, Aubrey, what is the question? Okay, so we want to be able to ask ourselves, can I answer I don't know? And we had a really good example on Facebook this last week where someone posted straight out of uh, one of the practice books a question, and they didn't understand why the answer sheet was giving them not given instead of, I think, false is what they were thinking it would have been, right? So the question was like this, right? The text was stating that a professor had taught the 40th annual McTaggart lecture. And then the question asked if the professor taught the 30th annual McTaggart lecture. So the student was thinking, no, it only says he taught the 40th one. This should be false. It doesn't say that he taught the 30th one. And yeah, you might think, okay, no, it only says he taught the 40th. But if you ask that question, can I answer? I don't know. Then you start thinking about what's actually in the text and you realize, yeah, "Yeah, right, from what it says, I don't know if he taught the 30th lecture or not. Totally. So the answer is is not given. That is such a good example because I think if you're you're trying to be – either super fast or you're taking too much time. I think that would lead you to the same wrong result, right? Right, Of exactly. just answering false, yeah? Yep. Um, like, it, yes, this is such a good strategy, guys. If you look at the question, at the statement, the true, false, not given statement, and you think, I don't 
No. Did he teach the 30th? I have no idea. Then it's not given. I mean, you could totally see how someone could get false from this, right? Because yes, it's like, definitely. he didn't. No, he didn't. The text says 40, <laughs> not 30. So it must, you know, must be false. But it doesn't, we don't know. Oh my gosh. That right. Is such For all a good we know, example. he taught one through 40 all by himself. Like, we yes. don't know. That information is not given. <laughs> Maybe he is McTaggart, you yeah, know? Right? Like, who's to say? <laughs> we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> So guys, oh my gosh, that is such a good strategy. Definitely practice that. If you're trying to figure out if it's false or not given, because that's usually the hardest bit, yes, right? Yeah. Students are, don't know if it's false or not given. Stare at that statement, at that question and say, do I know for sure? If it's false, then it has to directly contradict, right? Then the yeah. passage would have to say like, he wasn't even present at the 30th annual lecture or whatever. <laughs> then it's like directly contradictory. But in this case, we don't know. So guys, just a couple little quick and dirty tips for you. Straight from Three Keys Isles. Quick and dirty. <laughs> is... I really like that. I have to. <laughs> quick and dirty tips. Here quick we go. Quick and dirty tips. I think there's um, a quick and dirty grammar website with tips that's really cool. Anyway. Nice. Um, so, guys, if you are doing true, false, not given, yes, no, not given, first of all, make sure that it's true or false and not yes or no. Like, if mm. if you write true, but it's actually a yes question type, it's going to be wrong, right? So if it's true, false, not given, you have to have that T and F. If it's yes, no, not given, you got to have the Y and the N in your answer. So there's the first thing. And then the second thing, guys, what keywords do we underline? So of course, always the words that carry the most information, names, verbs, right? But here's here's what's so important. There's little words in the statement that almost always give you the answer. They're either agreeing or contradicting, contradicting. <laughs> That's not a word. Don't use it. <laughs> Disagreeing. There we go. Contradicting without the er. <laughs> or they're just not present and we don't know. Little right. words that are about time and amounts. Okay. Any number words. That's that's always going to be the key, guys, to give you the answers. And then also, what's another small word that's always a key word, Aubrey? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, not? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly. So any negative words, Negative guys, words, not, right? No or no. not. <laughs> I got it go. right. I'm like, well, let me think. <laughs> that was so funny. It reminds me of like how in the 90s it used to be so funny to make that joke, to be like, oh, this is really interesting. Not. not. That's oh, I'm so glad old. that went away. That was the most annoying. Isn't it terrible and yes. mean? Oh, God. Glad, yes, oh, glad that's sure. gone. Okay, guys. So remember, you can also access all of these strategies that get students nines on the reading exam. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S. Awesome. It was fun chatting with you today, Jessica. Yeah, this was very useful. It is useful. Thanks for hanging out, Aubrey. Here. Have a good day. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. 
Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.